Welcome to the Mindfulness in Medicine podcast, a podcast where we explore the role of mindfulness and related topics in medicine, created and produced by medical learners at McGill University. I am excited to introduce my colleague and friend, Madison Lee Gali, a first-year resident in family medicine at St. Mary's Hospital, as well as Gray Meckling, a second-year psychiatry resident at the University of Ottawa. Both of you have interest in mental wellness, and this has been a big part of your personal journey through your training so far. So I thought it would be really useful to invite you both on the podcast, because for you, Maddie, this is still quite fresh, having gone through CARMS in just the last cycle. And for Gray, because you've had a little bit of distance from CARMS, I'm hoping that you can maybe both offer some insights that you've had over the last year or two years. To get started, Maddie, Placing yourself back a year ago, can you tell me what was kind of going on in your mind, how you were feeling about the upcoming CARMS process? Yeah, thanks, Zoe. So I think thinking back, I remember, obviously, it was a time of like an enormous amount of stress, just thinking about this whole process being, you know, spanned out on a a, a few weeks of just like very intense preparations and a lot of reflections, but it was also a time of a lot of excitement because clerkship was kind of done and med school was pretty much also done. And it was like the last stretch. And finally, just having that excitement about being able to really focus in on what's like, what particularly I was passionate about and seeing all my friends and colleagues also going through that. So, you know, there were two voices in my head. One of them was like, this is awful. This is terrible. I hate this, but also like, Hey, like, you know, it's, it's almost done. And this might be like your dream job that you're, you're going to be able to do. Great. Do you want to jump in here? It was a while ago now, but do you recall how you were feeling at this point in the process of your CARMS application? Yeah. So I think similar to Maddie, I was kind of of two minds. And on the one hand, it was quite stressful, but there was also a lot of excitement around it because it was an opportunity to reflect on how the last four years have gone and to take some time to really think about what had been driving me over the last four years of medical school. And it's really probably the last big milestone and really the start of your professional career in some ways. And so I think I didn't know exactly how to start the process, but I think as we'll get into, there are lots of things that you can do to help yourself along the way. That does really resonate with my experience right now. I definitely feel of two minds. Part of me is quite stressed in anticipation of all of the work that needs to come, but also there's a lot of excitement. So I'm wondering for both of you, maybe Maddie, you can, you can jump in first. What were you doing in order to kind of start preparing for the upcoming CARMS process? At this point, I know it's still a little bit early, but I'm sure that there were things that you were kind of putting into motion. So can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing at this time? Yeah. So this was a fun question because I remember when, when I was in this position, trying to figure out how to, how to start preparing was getting everyone's like two cents on, on what their, their CARMS process was. And it was always very mixed and like entertaining also to hear what people were doing. I think personally, I took a lot of time to really just kind of map out and see like what the CARMS timeline was and just to give myself like a mental overview of kind of what was to come just so I was in the, the right mindset for it. And then once I saw that it was between this time and this time, and this is these were kind of the things that had to be accomplished by these deadlines, I was able to take a step back and sort of decompress and hang out with friends and really just laugh about it because everyone was in the same boat and everyone was super stressed. 
So I think that was our first step was just looking at it, like accepting it slash being a little bit in denial about it. You know, jokes aside, one thing that I like to do was I like to journal and kind of put my thoughts down on paper. So I tried to not even think about specific interview questions and like what I was going to write in my letters, but really just, you know, what we were about to embark on, what I was hoping to get out of the process and contribute to the process as well. And who I wanted to paint myself as for CARMS going forward. So just thinking about character traits and things that I like to do and really just very broad strokes just to to think about how I was going to present myself during CARMS. It's really useful. So I'm taking away a couple pieces of very practical advice. So the first thing that I understood is that you drew a calendar of what was to come so that you could both mentally prepare for what was coming in the next few months, but also just actually get your ducks in a line and map out exactly what what it would look like, which I think is useful because we're still going through clinical rotations at this point and you're trying to figure out how you're going to spend your time most effectively. And then the other thing that you said that I think also is something I've been thinking about, but I'm not really sure yet how to approach is just taking this time to really reflect on what's happened over the last few years and what's been important and meaningful, because these are probably things that are going to be coming up in interviews. Great. I don't know if you have anything that you wanted to add here about what you were doing at this point to begin preparing. Yeah, definitely. And I think one other thing that's coming to mind during my CARMS process was that there were some changes from how it had been done before because it was, I mean, COVID was just getting started at this point. Interviews had been shifted to, to fully virtual. And I think we can probably talk about that a little later. But, you know, also in terms of practical steps on how it was preparing, I think a lot of it was at the beginning, just kind of gathering information about the different programs and understanding all the steps involved with getting your your CARMS application together because there are a lot of moving pieces. And so, I mean, I think like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, like not really knowing where to start, I think you just got to pick one aspect of the CARMS application and dive in. So for me, that was just setting up my CARMS profile Mm -hmm. online and just getting familiar with the different sections and kind of mapping out where different uh, things will go. And then I think I was also taking some time to, to look back at my CV and just gather all the, all the things that I had done in medical school over the last few years and, and starting to organize how I'm actually going to put that on my application. And then I think also just becoming familiar with the different programs was a, was a huge aspect. So reading through the, the CARMS descriptions is certainly one valuable source of information. I think also getting um, familiar with the websites for each program is good because there's a lot of information on there. And some of the programs are actually fairly different in in what they're looking for and, and, and what they can have to offer. So I think that was also an important step. And then finally, one thing that helped me a lot was just starting the process of writing the personal letters nice and early, just because I think that was one thing that probably took up a lot of my time, that and interview prep. And so making sure that I take a step back, look at the big picture, and then start early enough so that you're not feeling time crunched or too stressed as as the deadlines are approaching. Again, super useful. I can already feel my level of overwhelm is creeping up because I realized the number of things that you guys were managing at this time. Obviously, that's a pretty big to-do list already, but useful to be aware of what's to come. So this is all very helpful. 
we've kind of talked a bit about preparing for the this process of going through CARMS and the penultimate of the CARMS process is really the interviews. So I'm curious for, for both of you what the interview process was like and if you have any tips in particular about preparing for interviews that might be useful for this year's applicants. So as Gray mentioned earlier, uh, I was also in the cohort that was Fully's virtual interviews, which, you know, not having really much to compare it to, that seemed pretty normal. But I think it was still pretty strange because, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to visit these programs like on site and really get to know the, the people behind the programs, which made it challenging definitely when it came time later to sort of decide on where we wanted to go. But yeah, I think that was like a, an adjustment to sort of see, okay, like how would I prepare my setup so that good body posture and good background, not too crazy, but also showing a little bit of like your creative side or, or what have you in your room. And, you know, like any other interviews, super stressful and every uh, program would have different processes. So like some of them were still kind of multiple mini interview style. So they would split up the committee into different groups and you would have to go about managing different situations. Some of them were very much sort of your, your classic um, panel interview with some pretty standard questions. So I think it was a lot of quick adaptation as in like any other interview, you kind of have to take what's coming at you and spin it in a way that makes sense to you. And that also like really hits all the, the main points that they're asking you for. So I think even though it was quite stressful and you, you had to be pretty flexible adjusting to that being all online and all the sort of adaptations you have to make in that sense, you know, we, we had fun with it. People had connection issues and like we got around it and I think it, it almost broke the ice a little bit being on Zoom just because everyone had gone through this pandemic together on Zoom mostly and overall I think it was a really fun experience even though looking back I do remember being quite stressed in the moment uh, sitting in my office chair at home. Yeah and everything you're saying about uh, virtual interviews is still very relevant because all of the interviews this year are going to remain online so I'm sure that some of the challenges, but then some of the benefits too of being online uh, will remain. I think that's a useful reframing of the, the process, despite the fact that obviously we're missing out on going to visit these programs in person and, and meet the different people who make up a program. There are benefits too of it all being online. Great. Can you comment on what the interview process was like for you, which I know it was also virtual in your year. Was there any things that you were doing to prepare for the interviews themselves? Yeah, definitely. And I agree with everything that Maddie said about the, the virtual interview process. And first, I was a bit concerned that I wouldn't be able to go and meet people in person. But on the flip side, I think the, the virtual format did offer some benefits, at least in terms of scheduling um, and taking the interview from your own place, your bedroom, your home, where you're comfortable. I think that that also offers a benefit. But in terms of tangible things that I was doing to prepare, one thing that I found helpful was just to start compiling an interview prep document. And it doesn't have to be super formal, but for me, it just took the form of writing down some common interview questions and then jotting down ideas. So I think, at least from my experience, and I think this is true for, for the vast majority of programs, there, there undoubtedly are going to be questions about, tell me a time that you dot, dot, dot. And so I think just coming up with some good patient examples and, um, and stories that we've collected over clerkship in your fourth year electives is, is really helpful. And one thing that I found is that once you have like a good patient example, 
um, or a story or an experience that, that you've had, you can kind of spin it to answer multiple questions. And so that's something that I did, I think, for, for all of my interviews. I can think of a few patient cases where I probably mentioned it in every interview and kind of fit it to, to the question that was being asked. So that was one thing that I found helpful. And then also just practicing interview questions with friends, family, and just getting in the habit of speaking out loud and, and rehearsing my answers. I think not to the point where you sound like it's just rote, but you know, just getting comfortable talking about your experience in that way, because it is, for, for many of us, it's a new process. Like I mentioned before, just getting really comfortable with what the individual programs have to offer and, and what they're, they're looking for paying attention to the language and, and the things they mention on their program descriptions, because again, you might want to spin your answers a little bit to address exactly what they're looking for in their candidates. It seems to come back to this theme of reflection. There's a lot of reflection that's happening during this entire process in order to inform your answers and kind of what you were mentioning early, Maddie, the kind of person that you want to present and how to be most authentic, but also show the, the best of yourself and all of your experiences that you've had during medical school. I was just going to say to add on to what Gray was saying about the pool of experiences to pull up during any kind of question about tell me a time when dot, dot, dot. One way that I framed it to help me keep my thoughts kind of organized was to have an example, like a good example and a less good example for each CanMed role. So once a time you communicated well and then not so well, then even then you could actually use the same experience for many of those, right? So that was really helpful to kind of frame my, my answers, even though it seems kind of not artificial, but it, it seems a little bit going too much into what they might be looking for, but it was at least a helpful way to kind of organize my thoughts before answering. These are all obviously all different ways to achieve the same thing, which is essentially just having what sounds like a a pool of things that you can call on to showcase whatever kind of skill or aptitude they're looking for in through a particular question. Is there anything in particular that you guys learned through the interview process that had maybe hadn't occurred to you or on reflection since that time? You're like, oh, wow, that was a, a real point of learning for me. I could start. I think one thing that was highlighted for me is just as we had mentioned before, it can be a really stressful time to go through CARMS and, and the interviews. But what I found the, the vast majority of the time is when you show up on Zoom and you meet the people who are interviewing you and the program director, everyone is really welcoming and they really want to support your, you in your, the interview process and allow you to put your best step forward. And so I found everyone to be super friendly. And once you start talking and you, you get into some of the questions, it, it felt much more natural to me. And I really did feel like people wanted the best for you. And they weren't trying to like have a gotcha moment or really put you on the spot and, and see you struggle. So that was one thing that I think I, I would have liked to, to know beforehand is just that it is stressful, but it, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Mm -hmm. That's reassuring to hear. I think it's kind of like when you do a presentation in front of a crowd of people and you have to consistently remind yourself that most of the people, or if not all of them in the audience, just want you to give the best presentation that you possibly can. Everyone is kind of rooting for you. I feel like that's good for calming nerves in general. Maddie, is there anything that you want to say here about what you learned through the whole process of, of interviewing in CARMS? I totally agree with Gary. I think also one thing that 
was slowly becoming more aware of as I did more and more interviews was we often think of CARMS as a time where we have to really sell ourselves and put our, our like most perfect uh, version of ourselves out there. But also important to remind yourself that it's not just one-sided, right? So the the programs are also looking for their perfect match and they also are trying to get you on board and, and they want you as well. So just reminding yourself that you have a lot to offer and to not get too stuck in the mentality of, oh, no, I, I really need to give like my most perfect version of myself or pitch myself to them because they also are looking for, for, for candidates that fit with their program and what they're looking for. And they're, at the end of the day, they're really just looking for someone that they'd enjoy working with and would get along for, you know, those X number of years and, and beyond uh, of training. So just to remind yourself, you know, like you're here for a reason and you've got a lot to bring to the table. I totally agree with that point. And it just, it reminded me of one thing to add on about the interview prep is that it's always good to have a few questions for the, the program or the, or the interviewers in your back pocket. It's an opportunity for you to learn more about the program, show your interest. But as Maddie said, they also are trying to attract good applicants and people that they think would fit with their program. And in a sense, it's an opportunity for us to interview them as well. And I think pretty much every interview, they, they leave some time at the end to, to, for discussion or to ask questions. And so just remembering that there's that side of it as well, I think was really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget that there will be time for that. And you're not always going to be on the hot seat to be able to reverse roles a little bit. And I'll definitely be reminding myself of that aspect of it too, as I'm going through the process. I'll just add one thing that I was very nervous about thinking for like all the virtual interviews was, you know, all the socials and meet and greets that were all virtual. It was quite bizarre in the sense that, you know, this, we were all in our breakout rooms and it was a little bit strange. That was sort of something that was turning me off from attending. But I think in the end, I I did try to attend all the socials and all the meet and greets. And it was really worth it because it's almost like an icebreaker before the interview and you get to see these, these PDs and uh, the committees and, I just remember we were playing games online. It was very much like collegial and fun. And yes, we didn't get to visit the, the programs in person, but having that kind of silly time on, on Zoom together was actually really valuable. And uh, I'd encourage everyone to go to all of those. Yeah, definitely. I think that the, the socials are also another good opportunity to get a flavor for the programs, right? As we mentioned earlier, with there are some limitations with the virtual interviews, but I do think those socials are a great opportunity to to see how the current residents are doing, even things like who shows up and how they interact with each other. And you just can get kind of a, a flavor for the program because there are different cultures at, at different um, like universities across the country. And so those socials, I think, are a really valuable opportunity. If they fit with your schedule, I think it, I would strongly encourage people to go to those. I think that would have been something that would be have been really easy for me to kind of push aside as less important, uh, especially like as you're, you know, gearing up to sit down and be interviewed. But that's useful to know that it was a nice way to actually kind of go into the interview with a bit of a an idea of who you might be coming across or at least like a general vibe that's collegial and and supportive. So we've mentioned a couple of times already that, you know, this whole process, although there's a lot of benefits, you're doing a lot of reflection, it still is quite stressful, like you're still being put on the hot seat, so to speak. So I'm wondering what you guys were doing, because it's a three week interview period. What were you doing during that time to kind of look after yourselves? And was there like a pre, during, post interview uh, ritual that you had or any kind of tips that you can give people? I think one of the major things that I 
did to kind of keep myself sane during the the whole CARMS process was I had, I think, two or three friends and we'd have our little Zoom kind of debriefs because this was still during COVID and I guess we were all pretty busy. So we would sometimes do it in person, but usually it was after uh, it was on Zoom. And, you know, we'd, we'd get our glass of wine and get some snacks and just really talk about our interviews. You know, it, it wasn't to be constructive to like, how can I make my next one better? It was really just to say, this is what happened. Uh, here's how I feel about it. And really just to blow off some steam and laugh about it. I think that was a really valuable a valuable thing to have because it, it was it felt quite isolating, to be honest, to be at home. Clerkship was done. We weren't really interacting that much with people besides, you know, housemates and pets for me anyways. And so it was nice to just have these socials that we would have in between this like month long period of just talking to strangers. It was quite fun, I have to say. Sounds like a really nice way to punctuate your days. Great. What were you doing during the interview period? Yeah, I think also just finding ways to uh, not so much debrief, but just after an interview, especially if you didn't think it went as well as you wanted to, to find an outlet to kind of deal with that stress or deal with those emotions. And I think it's so important that the topic of mental wellness and during the interview process, because I mean, speaking from my own experience, I can say that not every interview went perfectly. And there were things that, you know, right after you're, you're thinking, oh, shoot, I should have said something different that didn't come out quite as well. So just working on not being so self-critical and, and really taking that time to just unwind, I think can be helpful because for many people, there's going to be however many interviews, like depending on your, or which programs you're applying to, you may have, you know, 10, 15 interviews or something like that. So I think, yeah, just having a short memory is important. And then for me in particular, I think it was just continuing to do the things that kept me well through med school. And so that was like, you know, having regular exercise. And I was actually just looking back at my calendar for the, the CARMS process. And there were a couple day-long meditation retreats that I did during the, the interviews. And I think in retrospect, that was really helpful for me because during that three-week period, you can get laser focused on the interviews and think that you just need to be doing everything to prepare. But in reality, unwinding and, and doing things to maintain your wellness really is preparation. And that actually just reminds me of one other thing that was, I think, important for me is that I think right before the CARMS interviews, I just took some time, a few days to not really think about it at all and just take time to just, you know, see friends, make sure that I'm in a good place because I think you just want to come across as genuine as possible. If you get too heady with the interview process and you don't take time to relax, I think that that might actually be a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely a way that you could get really sucked into the process and forget a lot of the things that are important that you want to say just because the stress can be a bit overwhelming. So Thinking about all of these things that you did, which all sound like really useful, is there anything that you think you would have done differently, knowing what you know now about the whole process, if you were to redo it, uh, which I wouldn't wish upon anyone, but if you were, what would you do differently the second time around? Yeah, no, it's a really fair question. I think looking back, you know, I think everyone ends up doing quite a lot of preparation for CARMS. I think it, it was almost a disadvantage for me in the sense that I over-rehearsed and like really over-prepared and was really working hard to adjust my answers to really match the program. Obviously, I felt like I was presenting my profile and my interests that rang true with me, but I think sometimes it was a little bit overworked. I was sort of not seeing the forest for the trees. I had done the same amount of preparation, but really just maybe took it a step back and just said, hey, you know, this is a little bit too much. And 
I could be spending, as Gray was saying, more time uh, doing other things that are good for me and not just spitting out the, the, the perfectly rehearsed answer that I had. I think it's so difficult to strike that balance, right, between you know, giving answers that are aligned with whatever program you want, but also being very authentic to your your personhood and the things that you really want and coming across in an authentic way. It's so difficult because they know that we're all preparing for these interviews very meticulously. And obviously everybody is trying to put their best foot forward. It just seems like sometimes an impossible task, right? To achieve both of these things. Great. Is there anything you would have done differently? given the opportunity? To be honest, I'm struggling to answer it a bit because I think, you know, at the end of the day, I'm really happy with where I am in residency. And so, you know, if I had done anything differently, I might not be in the program that I'm at. And and so to be honest, I wouldn't tinker with it too much, but, and this is easier said than done, but trying to not compare myself as much to, to other applicants, like through when you're at the socials or in the interviews, because you never really know where people are coming from and, and if they're going to what their rank order list is going to be and anything like that. And so I think just to, yeah, to have a little bit of a lighter mind around it would be, would be one thing. Do you guys think that there's any misconceptions that students have going into this process just to dispel any of those myths would be really useful? I think Gray, I already mentioned this earlier, but I was just going to say like these programs are not out to get us. They're not trying to trick us into, you know, saying the wrong thing or slipping up and then showing our, you know, uh, quote unquote, true colors or anything like that. I think they're just as much looking for for us as we are them. And just to remember that, that for the most part, everyone is really, really lovely and they just want you to to succeed and, and find a program that fits for you. So that is a misconception. People feel like they're entering into these interviews and they're going to be on the hot seat. And in a sense, they are. But everybody wants you to perform and they just want to get to know you. And to get to know you, it means seeing the best of you. So I think if you keep that in mind, that can be like a really reassuring idea to come back to consistently throughout the, the interview process, which is definitely a stressful one. We're kind of getting closer to the end of all of the things that I wanted to talk about. Maybe just to wrap things up, is there any final lessons, tips, tricks that you think that people should know about I know we've touched on so many things from preparation to staying well what to expect from the actual interview process so just any final thoughts to share uh, with this year's cohort I think there are uh, at least two things that come to mind so one is that I think as we've mentioned before it's a really stressful time in medical school to be going through CARNS but one thing that now that I'm starting my second year of residency, I'm realizing is that where you go for residency isn't necessarily where you're going to practice or you're not even closing the doors to other opportunities. And so it does feel like probably the biggest step that you're taking so far in your medical education, in your career, but there's pros and cons to every program. And even if you're not going somewhere that, you know, was your top choice, I think it will be an excellent experience and there might be benefits that you you can't even anticipate. So that's one thing. And then the other thing that I think that maybe relates to that is that I think it's important to to try and be as genuine as you can through the the interview process and putting your application together, because at the end of the day, you're going to be working with these folks for two to five years. And I think you want to be in in a position where you connect with the culture, you get along with people. I think that's really useful because these are the people that you're going to be working with. So 
If you put your most genuine foot forward, you're probably going to match to the program that most aligns with your values and where you would ultimately be the happiest. So I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I think those are really valuable points. And I, I think one other thing that I comes to mind is just to remind yourself, this is a marathon and it's sort of the last leg of the race and everything that you put into CARMS, like it doesn't necessarily reflect back on, you know, your, your value as a candidate and that everything that you've put into this point, it kind of feels like this is the last like hurrah. So just to remind yourself that, you know, the outcome of the match and the results that you do get, I ideally would match with your, with your values, as you were saying, Zoe, and sort of where you want to be and where you want to go in life. But it's really just like another step in your training for medical education and uh, the start of your career. But I think everyone has their own path and you're more than just the sum of your efforts that go into CARMS at that point. I feel like this is such a nice idea to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about today. This notion that we are not defined by, you know, our match results. And of course, we want them to go a certain way. But every time that something happens through CARMS or in life in general, doors may open and new opportunities become available that you hadn't even anticipated. I want to thank both of you for taking time on your Sunday morning to chat to me about the whole process. I think this has been really useful, kind of summarize some really practical tips for people to put in place as they move forward, but also just some nice reminders about what's important through this process. Thank you so much to both of you. If either of you have any final words. Yeah, thanks so much to you both. And I was just going to add, if anyone who's listening to the podcast has any questions or concerns, they can always reach out to me. I can leave my uh, email or, or phone number in the in the show notes and just best of luck to everyone out there you guys got this this has been another episode of mindfulness in medicine a podcast created for medical learners by medical learners at mcgill university get show notes at the mindfulmedicallearner.com if you're enjoying this podcast please subscribe comment and rate the show on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or send us a message through the contact page on the mindfulmedicallearner.com